Welcome to the Doodle Kisses podcast, an extension of doodlekisses.com. I'm your host, Adina Pearson. Doodlekisses.com is the social network for Labradoodle and Golden Doodle owners, wannabe owners, and the doodle curious. The goal of this podcast is to provide education, entertainment, and connect with our Doodle Kisses members on the topic of Labradoodles, Golden Doodles, and dogs in general. Tuesday here, and I'm happy to welcome you back to the first new episode in quite a while. We took a break for the summer and COVID and all of that, and we're now back, and my puppy, my standard poodle puppy Milo, is the best puppy. Up until now, I've been working on my computer for a couple of hours, and he's just laying at my feet. He is, now he's wrestling with Boca, (laughs) but he has been the perfect puppy. Part of me was so worried, like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I've brought a puppy here. It's going to be crazy and wild and nonstop. And actually, he's been a pretty easy potty trainer. He's been like really mellow in the house, plays great with Boca, is just super sweet and friendly. He's been a fabulous puppy. Anyway, back to the podcast. We're going to try again to see if we can keep going for another 30 episodes, just like we did starting last fall. And I hope we can do it. We're going to need your help to do it. First, you know, interest and listening to the podcast and then making donations so that we can pay for the production. And today's episode is about Sarah Catherine Frey and her new children's book called Alice Eloise's Silver Linings, The Story of a Silly Service Dog. Sarah is quite a gal, and she has many medical issues for which she has a service dog, Alice Eloise, and she tells us her story in this podcast and about her book. And I hope you'll check it out. And if you have young kids, it sounds like a really cute book that you could get for them. So um, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, there's Milo. He is a barker, though. He does like barking at Boca. <laughs> enjoy the episode. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. Sarah has written a book for children from the perspective of her own service dog, right? Yeah, yeah. My double doodle, Alice Eloise, is my service dog. She's sitting here right with me looking at me when I say her name. And yeah, we have a very special friendship, a very special story, and we're so excited to be sharing it with families and kiddos. Yeah, I look forward to hearing more about the book. But first, I want to know about you and Alice. (laughs) So what is your personal history with dogs? So I'm glad you asked that. I'm a lifelong avid dog lover. I loved them since I was born. We actually didn't have a dog when I was a tiny little kid, but my aunt did. And I just, I fell in love with them instantly. And by the, whenever I could talk, I told my parents that I was going to be a dog until they got me one. My sister has allergies. So that's why it wasn't an automatic thing that we were going to have a dog. It was actually kind of like they didn't know that that would ever happen. But sure enough, I should be embarrassed to admit this, but I barked like a dog till I was nine years old. And (laughs) 
that's when my parents learned about, you know, hypoallergenic dogs, which that's, it works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not a 100% given that somebody with allergies won't have issues. But around my ninth birthday, we got our first dog, a little Bichon, and the rest is history. Now we, my family's a dog family. We have my doodle. My sister has a labadoodle. We're just crazy about dogs, crazy about doodles. And if there's one thing everybody knows about me, they will say, Sarah loves dogs. That's pretty much mm-hmm. me in a nutshell. Like everybody knows that's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could have like five dogs up in your bed, that would be <laughs> absolutely more heavenly. Yeah, it sure would. The more dogs, the better. <laughs> Just how it is. So great. Yeah. And how old are you now? When you said like my whole life, I'm like, Sarah isn't like 55. So (laughs) (laughs) that's true. I'm 29. Okay. So tell us what led up to getting Alice. So I became sick whenever I was 12 years old. There were some little things from my very early childhood. We wouldn't have necessarily picked up on, oh, there's something wrong here. But by the time I was 12, some very weird things were starting to happen. And it was just kind of a downward spiral from there. When I was 13, I developed something called reflex sympathetic dystrophy, which is a pain syndrome that's amplified pain. And it spread to my whole body. I developed digestive tract paralysis. So I'm on IV nutrition now. And somewhere along the line, my arms became disabled. And um, I have something called hemophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis. It's a hematologic thing. There was just this whole snowball effect. And the year before I got Alice Eloise, that was the year that I lost the use of my first arm. And it just, it was this crazy year. I live in Illinois in the St. Louis area. And my mom and I, we had spent, we ended up going down to Florida. My doctor from Chicago moved there and I need very specialized care. Not just every doctor can or is willing to do this because there's a lot. So we followed her there. We lived in the Ronald McDonald house for about four months. And it was when I was in the hospital, I, we knew that I wanted to get a service dog at some point because I was newly disabled and it just seemed like it would be a good fit. But I was in the hospital in a really bad flare of the HLH, the hematologic condition. And my sister Her labradoodle, Lulu's mom, was actually, we found out, pregnant with a litter. And so it was just this crazy timing, but it was like, you know, something feels right. So I sent in an application. Unfortunately, the puppy, Lulu's little sister, was sick and had like neurological issues. So she ended up having to go to a home that could take, physically take care of her. I thought I would never be ready for another dog. I'm sure that all the doodle lovers could imagine how quickly you get attached, but the next litter was a double doodle litter and there was this little red puppy and I sent the reader a message and I said that little red puppy is just so precious and she said, I saved the pick of the litter for you, even though you said you didn't think you'd be ready. And I saw her. I met her. She had just this sweet, precious disposition. And I mean, I think you know where it goes from there. She just, she had me from that 
first instant. And we've been best friends ever since. It's really, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And so how old was she when she came home? Did she come home at typical puppy age or did she go somewhere to get started in training? So she came home at eight weeks, like many people who get a a puppy and a lot of people get their service dog through an organization where they get their dog at about two years old and the dog is already trained and that's great. They, they match the dog to a person and then they do work together to make sure that the individually trained tasks are matched well. But like I said, my sister has allergies. We thought a doodle would be a really good fit for our family. So I'm not going to say that no organization has doodles because they do. They absolutely do. There are some that are dedicated to that because they're such great dogs for this. But it's not as common in in my area. They don't do that. And I'm not going to lie. I really wanted that special bond with puppyhood. And so she came home at eight weeks and self-training is not for everybody, but it was a really great fit for us. We went through the training process together. I'm on IV equipment and she knows that better than anybody. She will not like run through my IV tubing. No, nice. Yeah, exactly. It's all she knows. Like my life is a little bit weird, but it's all she knows. It's totally normal to her. So she's this very silly dog, very silly puppy, very much like any other puppy in that way. So people were like, is this dog ever going to be a service dog? But she, she did, she did. That's part of what our book is about. This silly puppy overcoming, but staying true to herself. She's still just this silly, lovable, goofy dog. Like doodles so often are just that can't help but love them. Goofy dog. (laughs) Yeah. So in what ways do your various health conditions impact you day to day? And how does Alice help you? What kind of tasks does she do for you or help you to accomplish? So like I said, both of my arms are disabled. So my use of my arms is very limited. And I'm also hooked up to IV equipment 24-7. So I'm always hooked up to this backpack and I can't carry that backpack. So I need help to get anywhere or if I need something. So Alice, she knows how to do like retrieval skills, like especially like she'll just, you know, go get my tablet, that kind of thing whenever I need it. And whenever we're out and about, my arms are very painful. So she heals right by my sides that I don't get bumped. And that's her job when we're out and about just to make sure I don't get bumped. So, and a protection, physical protection from the world. Yes. Yes, exactly. Just a barrier there. So she, she takes good care of me. So she retrieves and she carries your backpack. Is that right? So she doesn't carry my backpack just because of the well, it's extremely heavy. Oh, got it. Um, yeah, but since I can't really move anywhere with it, she she knows how to get stuff for me. So got it. Okay, it's not the IV equipment itself in the backpack, but other things that you need to take with you. The backpack is the IV equipment, just all in that bag. But since I can't carry it, I'm kind of 
glued to the spot wherever that backpack happens to be sitting. So, okay. So she gets other things for you. Like I'm stuck here. So go get this that I need. I see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we do training continually. She's, you know, had her test. She is a full-fledged service dog, but it was, there is a whole lot that goes into training a service dog, as you could imagine. Lots of dedication, lots of training. Once they learn to learn, like anybody who has trained a dog, period, can, once it clicks that they're learning, it really is amazing to see how they can grow quickly even. Mm -hmm. But to keep those skills fresh, we, we continually train. We love doing tricks also, you know, like just fun dog tricks. It's all keeps the mind active and engaged. Mm -hmm. We have a very special connection from all of that. So we've yeah. been together since she was a little puppy. We have a very special connection with that. And tell us more about your special connection, like the cute little fun things that are, that you, like your inside jokes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite things that Alice has always done whenever she was a baby and before she could go places with me, we put her in a kennel. We don't do that anymore. She doesn't need it. But when she was a puppy, we put her in a kennel and I would get home. And any, whenever I would let her out, she would just run out and she would just put her chin over my shoulder and just give me a hug. And I just, she gives the best hugs. Mm -hmm. We created a video for our Kickstarter campaign. And you can see there's a spot where we share her hugs. And I just, I loved it so much that I put a command to it so that whenever I tell her to give me a hug, she puts that chin over my shoulder and just gives me a hug. She does the same thing with Eskimo kisses. I had to, I did a command for Eskimo kisses and it's just, it's so precious. And it's kind of funny because with service dogs, as many people know, you're not supposed to just like come up and pet one without asking. Sometimes it can be dangerous for them to be interrupted because maybe they alert hypoglycemia or seizures, whatever. And if they're in interrupted, they might miss an incident before it happens and somebody could get hurt. But out with Alice's job, it's safe for people to talk to her. So I, I, you know, I encourage people if they seem interested or if they ask, Alice is so social. So it's great. It helps her really love her job. But it's kind of funny because um, sometimes when somebody will be petting her and she'll just give them a little Eskimo kiss and they don't see it coming. And it's just, I don't know. It's very endearing. It's very so cute. Great Alice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. How do you balance? And this, you know, is a question that I'm always curious about for anyone with a service dog. How do you balance, you know, having her work versus like having time off and get just being a dog? Yeah. I'm really glad you asked that because I think that that balance is really hard to achieve sometimes. I think when we imagine service dogs in our mind, we think of that like hardcore working dog, no monkey business. And sometimes when they're on the job, that's the way it's got to be. And I can't imagine how hard it can be sometimes to get a dog out of that zone, like to be able to say, chill, relax, this is your time off. And on the other side, I think a lot of people sometimes forget that a service dog is a dog and they do need that time. So we have just always been really focused on not only the training side of things and the task side of things, but after our training sessions, we play. That's She likes treats. Sure, she does, but she is a playful dog. And 
throwing a frisbee, throwing a ball is her favorite thing in the world. So after a training session, we would reward with that. Whenever we're just at home and in between tasks, we play like any other best friends would play with their dogs. So we really have tried to maintain that balance for her because it's so ingrained in her personal disposition. It would make me really sad to stifle that. So we've really, we've found that balance with her and I'm so glad. How does she do away from you? Does she feel a lot of like, what's the word? I don't know, like allegiance. Like I need to be near my person and has a hard time maybe like getting taken out for Frisbee or that is it, or is it because, you know, it's her family that probably plays Frisbee with her, that it's not a big deal because she lives with them. It's kind of funny because since I lost the use of my second arm, I learned how to throw the Frisbee with my feet. So I can actually play that with her. So yeah, we've, we've really grown together and adapted together. She's in a lot of ways, she grew into this beautiful service dog but I also have grown so much with her. Before I got her, I was pretty much homebound. I didn't really go anywhere. I was kind of, I have sensory processing issues and all of that is kind of overwhelming. All the, the lights, the sounds, the touch, everything. And, but we've really kind of, I've stepped out of my comfort zone with her and really grown. I've learned, I've adapted. And one of those adaptations is I've learned to play frisbee fetch with my feet for her. That's and amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she does. She definitely, I'm her human. She loves the rest of her family. It's not very often that we have to be separated because she can come to the hospital with me, but usually she won't spend the night with me there just because there's usually a lot going on whenever I'm in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So my dad will have her and she'll just stand by the bedroom door wanting to go in our room wondering where I'm at and so if I'm not around she knows it's just not quite right I'm I'm the one she's supposed to be with and that's a really special feeling just that we're we're a pair we're meant to be together yeah that's so wonderful I mean you're a bond with the dog is so amazing and special for sure and when your dog is also like your lifeline in many ways that's even more special yeah. I've been having a lot of fun doing these podcasts, interviewing interesting people, learning along with you. I don't really want to stop. However, producing a podcast takes time and money. I'm willing to put in the time, but I don't have podcast production skills. And so we have to pay for a professional to put these podcasts together. This is where you come in. If you're getting anything out of listening to these podcasts, please consider supporting the Doodle Kisses podcast. If every single person who listened to at least one episode gave $1, we could cover the production of several episodes. If you gave $5, well, we'd be done fundraising for the year. Go check out our GoFundMe page. The link is in our show notes. Now back to the learning. So you recently wrote your children's book. When did you get the idea? Yeah, it's kind of funny. So I've always been a very like joyful, happy person. And I believe that God blessed me with that disposition, knowing that I was going to face some challenges in my life. He, he brought some people into my life who really inspired me. My cousin, Anne, she passed away from a really rare cancer when she was 22 and I was 13. And she had this same like 
fun-loving, happy disposition. And she really inspired me. I got sick soon after she passed away that my illness started progressing. And it's just kind of become a part of who I am, being this really positive person and trying to look for the things that are happy, even when things are a challenge. Have my tough days, of course, but in general, that's been something that's really helped me through the tough days. So when I was in high school, I had this idea. I have no idea where it came from. I still remember I was standing outside my house and it just popped in my head. Someday I felt like I was going to write a book and it was going to have something to do with looking for silver linings. And on the cover, there was going to be a girl and a dog, of course. Like I said, if anybody, everybody knows one thing about me, it's that I love dogs. And so I never knew what that was going to look like. And then Alice Eloise came into my life. and she just, like I said, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. And so I had this really silly, funny, crazy doodle puppy who I was supposed to be training my service dog. And people were like, how is this crazy puppy dog going to become a service dog? But she did it all while still being her silly self. And it just, it's all kind of happened. And once Alice was on the Daily Puppy website and this artist reached out to us asking, she was a dog artist, if Alice could be her doodle model. And of course I said, yes, that was awesome. And then somehow in the process with her, the concept of writing a children's book and having a stuffed animal of Alice came up and it just kind of all grew from there. It's been a process. It's taken a little while to make, figure out how to make everything happen. But interestingly, since the COVID pandemic began, it's been such a blessing because all of a sudden things just started lining up with this book and I'm very high risk. So we aren't really going anywhere right now. And I've just filled this time with creating this book. I wrote this story a while ago, all about Alice Eloise, this silly puppy who's born on a farm and a girl me comes looking for a new best friend and a service dog and she makes up her mind. That's what she's going to be. But it just, it follows our story, this silly puppy. And when she faces struggles, what I tell her, what I encourage her to do is to look for those silver linings. So it's all from her perspective and it just, it encourages kids to stay positive, believe in themselves and it also has the side of service dog education, which is also really important to me. Yeah, that's really neat. What a beautiful passion project. Thank you. Yeah, it's my heart and soul is just on every page. It's such a delight. And when is this book officially going to be available? So we actually launched our Kickstarter campaign yesterday and we're overjoyed. It's doing really well. We met our initial goal in 11 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, we are just ecstatic that there are so many people excited with us and we hope it'll just grow from here. So people can find it there on Kickstarter. It's actually aliceeloise.com. Our campaign is yesterday and it's running through November 2nd. So that's where we're at. We're at with pre-orders right now. And then after that, we'll sell it also. But right now that's where we're at. We're on Kickstarter and loving every second of seeing this beautiful project come together. 
That's cool. So in case anyone who's listening isn't familiar with Kickstarter, can you explain a little bit about what that means that you're on Kickstarter? Absolutely. Yeah. Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform, which means new projects have the opportunity. The creator can create a campaign all about their project and it allows this creator before the project is fully produced. For us, it's our first print run that we're trying to raise the money for in advance. It's just a way to have pre-orders so that I can know how many books I need to order. I can have the funds already to place the order for that print run because it's it's kind of expensive publishing a book. And so it just gives us the idea of what where we need to start. It gives people the opportunity to kind of team together. You set a goal. We set a funding goal. And if we don't reach that goal, we don't get the pledges. Thankfully, we we did reach our initial goal. We're, right now we're reaching for stretch goals, which means special upgrades whenever we hit those stretch goals. So yeah, we have until November 2nd and then this part of the journey will be over and we get to move forward with printing. Oh, awesome. That's exciting. I hope that everything goes really well for you. Is there anything else you want people to know about your book? Well, I just, I hope that it really shows all the love that goes into it. It's so much work creating this book, but honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. We decided to go this route with self-publishing. It just, whenever I learned about it, it felt right because this way I'm able to choose the illustrator. I'm part of every step of the way, which just felt right. This is our real life love story here and it's a part of us it's part of our heart and I really hope that shows and I hope that it really rubs off on people I hope it's just that feel-good story that is going to really be a pickup for people for kids going through a hard time we are actually one of our first stretch goal on our project is for every hundred dollars past our goal we're donating a book to a kid who needs a silver lining. Oh, cool. Yeah, we just really want this to be a positive thing for everybody who reads it. Yeah, beautiful. How did you come up with the name Alice Eloise? Was there anything special about that name? Yeah, so I told you that my mom and I spent a few months in Florida before I got Alice, and I take names very seriously. I, I, I love names. It's very important to me for whatever reason. And I was just, I, I knew I was going to get a puppy at some point, didn't know when. And I was thinking about this name. I swear it was over a year. I was making lists. I was thinking so hard about this. And we were in Florida and my mom and I, that day we had gone to, it was downtown Disney at the time. It's a shopping area with Disney world. And there was just a lot of Alice in Wonderland stuff going on. And I just remember, I actually ended up in the emergency room that night and I was sitting in this ER in Florida. And of all things, the thing I'm thinking about is what am I going to name my new dog? That's yeah. All that was on my mind. It's very important. (laughs) Exactly. That was all that was on my mind in that moment. And I thought all of a sudden I was like, Alice in Wonderland, huh? I kind of like that name. And I said, mom, what do you think of that name? She said, I like it. So that was it. And the Eloise, honestly, it just popped into my head. And 
people are like, oh, you must be a fan of children's literature because Alice in Wonderland. And then there's the Eloise kids book, Eloise at the Plaza. And it's kind of funny because, yeah, I love Alice in Wonderland. Eloise at the Plaza is, is perfectly cute. But then it's it's really funny because now we're actually working in children's literature on this book. So yeah. it's kind of full circle. Yeah, I can see totally being in an ER and wanting to think about something more exciting. <laughs> like, I've got to, what, what do I name my puppy? I find names very challenging. I love good names. Well, everyone's different on what they think is good. But man, it's usually for me, it's never about the meaning as much as like, just how it sounds to my ears. Yes, yes, yeah. And people always laugh whenever they hear Alice Eloise. That's quite a quite a name for a dog, a double name, but it just, she's a special dog. So it, it suits her. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today, Sarah. I love learning your story and sharing about it. I wish you the best of luck with a book. Um, I hope this helps you get more attention on it and more Kickstarter. What do you call them? Pledges? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. I've I've followed Doodle Kisses for quite a while now. And I just I love you guys. I love love doodles. I love doodle lovers. It's so <laughs> I, I really hope that everybody enjoys this. And if they find their way over to our book and our plushie, I hope that you guys love it. I hope it brings you joy. And most of all, I just I really I'm so thankful to you and to everybody who's excited about this project with us. Yeah, a lot of people could get it for their child or grandchild. It sounds like an adorable book. So best of luck and have a great week. Yeah, thank you so much, Adina. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Doodle Kisses podcast. If you have any ideas or recommendations for future topics or guests, send me an email at admin at doodlekisses.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at doodlekisses.com. Also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts so you can have every episode ready to listen to as soon as it comes out. The show notes will link you to our GoFundMe page as well as links to some of the things we discussed in today's episode. Talk to you next time on the next episode of the Doodle Kisses podcast.